And it's also really important for us to understand gross margins on products, because when we're talking about what the strategy is for your for your ads and understanding what's a profitable approach, what's a growth approach, ranking, where do you want to see us take this? We need to understand, like, what are the benchmarks? What are the details? Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. Um, usually I'm joined by Matt on our team. Today we brought a new face in, Eric, who's also on our team, wanted to take kind of a, a little unique approach for the podcast. Over the last couple of years, we've experienced a lot of growth and we've really tried to focus on our culture overall. So for this podcast, what I thought would be helpful is kind of have Eric come in, give his take on joining the team and kind of growing with it. And then establishing what's really worked well for us as we built out our team and our culture, just because I know a lot of sellers listening are looking at the same thing. You're trying to build out your team. You're trying to build out those support systems. You're trying to establish a long-term advantage from the people that you bring on. And so we thought it'd be helpful because biased opinion, I feel like we have an awesome team. And so we just wanted to share some of the insights that we've had as we've grown. So Eric, welcome to the podcast. It's awesome to have you on. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, really happy to be here and be a part of the Ad Advance team. I'm coming up on close to two years now. And, you know, for most of us that know, we're in a small town, Duluth, Minnesota, and my background has been always in the marketing field. Yeah, and so kind of kind of walk us through like how what what you did before Ad Advance, and then kind of how how you ended up joining us overall. Yeah, I I started out in in here in Duluth and helping local businesses doing just all types of advertising. I had worked for agencies, and my most recent position before this was with one of the larger agencies in town that was more full service. Um, not tapped into the Amazon game quite yet, but knowing that that was on the horizon and knowing that where the gravity gravity really took me was on the digital side of things, just because of the way the world is going right now. So it was really fun to be involved with that and work with businesses. I met Joe and Matt. They told me about this opportunity and how much opportunity there was with added with Amazon. And, you know, I just, I was really excited. I was really in, involved with what they what they were explaining to me. So I took the opportunity to come on board with them and it's been the best decision ever since. Yeah. Two years ago, we were a mostly remote team and Eric was our first local hire. Since then, now all we do is we hire locally and we've really built out our office in Duluth, Minnesota. We're currently up to a team of now 17 people. We've had a significant amount of growth over those last couple of years. And Eric was our first hire. We kind of approached it as a test to see how it would go hiring locally versus remotely. And we saw so many benefits just being able to be in the same room together, being able to just be in person versus remotely that that really kind of drove and changed our strategy to build out our agency fully locally. So <clears throat> Eric, as you joined our team, like what were some key takeaways that you saw or what were some key differences that you didn't experience in like previous roles? Like, were there any major changes at all that, that you noticed? Yeah, definitely. I, and I know I speak for a lot of other people that are on our team today, but just the overall culture in a sense is, is much different than myself and everyone else had been a part of one of the biggest things that you guys do very well is just ensuring that we're transparent and everybody's voice is heard. You know, we, we have a great culture here in the office, just as ensuring that everybody feels like they're important and that their opinion matters. And with it being a small company like this, it's, 
and how quickly it's grown over the last couple of years, it's everybody plays a major role in that growth of the company. And so we wouldn't be able to do it without each and every individual that's on this team. And that can sound like corny in a sense, but really it's, it's not by any means. I mean, the, the, the culture as a whole of everybody on our team is, is amazing. Yeah. That's been one key thing that as we've grown from being more of a smaller team to now a larger team, um, is we've really had to take a step back and focus specifically on the culture of the team. One of the key areas that we really started with is just our general hiring process. We take the perspective that we always hire for culture first. And obviously the skills like Eric brought in for, with the digital advertising background, that was huge to have. The culture piece is kind of that prerequisite that you need for us to consider what those skills are that you're bringing in. Um, and so like as we were looking to hire on Eric, he was a great culture fit overall. At that time, we didn't even really have our what culture we were looking for. And so that's been really a key piece that we've been looking at and constantly refining as we've grown is helping to define that culture. One of those pieces that Eric talked about was transparency. The key reason for that core value that we have is we're in the digital advertising space and the landscape is constantly changing. And so if we're not getting, if we're not at the point where we can be fully transparent with each other and with our clients, we're going to miss some opportunities or we're going to make the wrong decisions. And so we need each and every person from the team to feel totally open and to also communicate what they're feeling or what they're seeing or what their clients are experiencing if we want to be able to transition and grow along with the industry and from the seller perspective too, like the Amazon world is constantly changing. The advertising side is just one piece of that. And so just having a team that feels totally open to be transparent, to provide that extra context that you may not personally be seeing. It's an area that we've really focused on over time. Now Eric's grown to, he's now leading our, our entire account exec team. And so he's got a team of awesome account execs that are reporting to him. And so Eric, you've done an awesome job at kind of creating that culture for the team itself. So maybe walk through some other aspects that you really focus on as the leader of our account exec team. Yeah. Well, you, like you said, Joe, culture first is the, what, what comes to mind when we're in the hiring process. It's, we, we've found that the skills that they need to manage the day-to-day -day of Amazon accounts is something that can be taught. But the personality and the way that you interact and build relationships with people is something that just comes natural to people. If you can if you can gravitate and build solid relationships and you're just fun to be around, those are the types of people we want to have in the office. And pretty happy to say that everyone in here today is is exactly that way. Just what we've found so far is that you know, we take this approach where from the very beginning we went to this very open floor concept in the office desks are next to each other we don't we're not sitting around cubicles so you hear the person right next to you when they're on calls with clients you hear the way they interact and we it, it, everybody just gravitates to each other on at the end of the after those calls coming together congratulating them or talking about certain things that was talked about and being like i really liked what you had done there like you know how did you come to that consensus or what can i use in the future from what you've just said like to help my clients as well Instead of the, you know, opposite of that, where it's everybody's on their own island and you don't necessarily helping each other grow. So that's one piece that's been really exciting. And, 
you know, overall, like I said, it's just the, it's the transparency, but it's also the willingness to help each other. And that's how at the end of the day, we're all able to help our clients better. I've been here a little bit longer than some other people, but that doesn't mean somebody who comes in tomorrow can't do something different than the way I do it today. And I can really, you know, relate to that and want to include that in our training or help other people share in those same type of skills. So I would just say the collaboration as the team with everybody's positive attitudes has been, has been really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd love your take too. So I've done a couple like personal posts on this, but over the last couple of years, or I guess the last year and a half, we've had a couple of good case studies where we've been in the office and then due to COVID, we've all worked remotely. And I know there's a lot of teams that are out there that are fully remote. And there's definitely a lot of benefits with having a fully remote team too. We're constantly weighing these pros and cons, but COVID gave us an awesome case study in what it's like to work remotely as a team and what it's like to work within the office. So I don't know, I'm curious to hear what your key takeaways were over those couple periods. What's the differences that you saw? Definitely. Well, just like everybody else that was in the same boat that needed to work from home for a while and you make it work, but to a sense, when you look back on it now, what type of impact were we making versus what we're able to make now when we're all in the office? When you're sitting at home and you're in your you're in your corner room and all day long you're just by yourself or you're not connecting with your peers on a re- routine basis, it can really weigh on a person. And that was the biggest thing that I, I found out is that when we returned back to the office, the morale and the intensity, the 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 collaboration and teamwork all just spiked up again. I could see it as, well, we were all at home. It was less and less of us getting together on, you know, Zoom meetings and invites together as a team. Everybody would just keep asking, you know, when can we get back in the office? When can we be together again? Because it just changes everybody's attitude. So, yeah, yeah, that's been really nice to see. And that was interesting for me to see personally, too, as one of the leaders of the group, just that people wanted to get back in the office. I was curious to see how that would go. I mean, because we have our commutes and, yep, you have to go park and then walk into the office and then you're not at home and you don't have that flexibility and everything. So it was interesting for me to see that, at least on our team, people were really looking forward to getting back in the office. Mm -hmm. I I think another key benefit of being together is just kind of what you touched on before too, where, you know, when we're all in this open area, you can hear other people talking to clients and you know, there's some different approaches that you hear and it's like, man, that's really cool. Like I need to ask more information on that. Like after like, and so it's so much harder to get that cross collaboration when you're working remotely. I mean, you're not just going to set up a video call or I know some people do, but most don't like where you're constantly on zoom meetings all day with each other. You miss out on some of that that cross collaboration that that you get in the office just by hearing what other people are doing being it's so much easier to just walk over to somebody versus i'm gonna call them on teams or Mm -hmm. whatever else like that that's been another key takeaway that i personally see in for sure yeah i mean just like you had mentioned there it's so much different from being able to walk over to somebody else's desk and have that collaboration together or just need to take a break from work for a little while and go for a walk or enjoy some lunch together so really happy that we're back on this path yeah yeah so what would you say i we work with a number of clients and they're giving us a major piece of their business to manage 
to get that, it requires a huge amount of trust from our clients that we're going to manage it well. For those sellers that are listening, I guess, Eric, what's your take on the best way to approach these different relationships if you are hiring an agency or if you're having somebody optimize your listings or you're hiring somebody specifically on your team? Like, Where do you see the relationships that work best? What happens between the client and the account exec to make sure that we've got a very solid, high-performing relationship? Sure. When it starts in the very beginning, it's finding out as much information as you can from the client. What really makes their business tick? How did they get to where they are today? One thing that I feel we do really well is an in-depth analysis of not just what's happening in their ads account, but their products as a whole, whether that means reviewing reviews that are on their Amazon listing, going in depth with the product detail pages to take a look at videos, images, content that are being used, really feeling and knowing that you understand their products and their business is a very, is a good place to start. It shows that we are, you know, in depth and we care about what's going on in their business because at the end of the day, the only way we're going to continue to be successful is if their business is successful. I take great pride in the fact that our account executive team really truly cares about the success of their accounts. I know even when we had, when we started out, it was, this isn't just a nine to five job. This is something that happens 24 hours a day. And you feel this sense of ownership and just excitement for the success of their business that you know, from time to time, we'll check in on the weekend to see how things are going. Or, you know, we know that we work with people all around the world so that are in different time zones and know that we got to adjust to people's schedules on what's going to work well. And I think just that overall flexibility is what really helps, you know, build that relationship and the trust. It shows that, hey, these people actually care about what's going on with my business. Sure, sure. And what do you think from like the client's perspective? So, like if for the sellers that are out there listening, what can they do either in the screening process or as the relationship is now unfolding? Like what's the key things that they can provide to make sure that they're setting themselves up well and they're providing the information that people like us would need to manage their accounts? I think some of the things that are really important is, is basically just getting us up to speed with where your products or your business is in its life cycle whether we know some people have more mature products or you're launching others that are newer, it's really important for us to know as we're deploying a strategy of where we need, where that strategy needs to go and what direction based off of where those products are in the life cycle. And it's also really important for us to understand, you know, gross margins on products, because when we're talking about what the strategy is for your, for your ads and understanding what's a profitable approach, what's a growth approach, ranking, where do you want to see us take this? We need to understand like, what are the benchmarks? What are the details behind the scenes that at the end of the day, if you're, you know, expecting to be profitable on your ads, we need to know that type of information, which I feel like some people don't, don't receive from their sellers. And it's more of a guessing game from time to time. So we really try to get deeper into the meat and potatoes of information that we need from those business owners. Sure. Yep. Yeah, and it's one of the other key values that's kind of incorporated in our in where we focus on rapid improvement and it's taking that holistic view of everything that we do. So in terms of advertising, that is one piece of a seller's business, but it's just one piece. And so if we just focus on advertising itself, we're not taking the bigger picture into account. 
And so that's where it's really helpful for us to get that overarching information so we can make sure that what we're doing on the advertising side is supporting the business as a whole. Like Eric said, like we succeed when the businesses that we manage their advertising for succeed. And so I think it's just also from the seller perspective, providing enough information for the people who are working for you to get that global perspective. I would just not box anybody in their spot and not give them the full picture. That's what we do personally here is that like our, our, our business as a whole, our key financial results, everything like that is open to every single person right. on the team. And we go through them each week at our team meeting. So everybody is fully aligned on what are our key global objectives. Even if it's not part of the account exec team that's doing it, and it's our developers that are working on our new client dashboard update or whatever it is, like just giving that bigger perspective and how what you're doing fits into the mix I think is so critical. So we talked about it on the client side, but if you're looking at hiring somebody for your business, just making sure that they have enough information where they can take that more global perspective. Mm -hmm. Yep. You have to disclose more information, but I think in the long run, it's definitely going to pay off versus just boxing somebody into their specific role. Definitely. Yeah. would agree 100%. So as you've been looking at growing your team, how do you make sure that we sustain that culture and how do you make sure that we're continuing to deliver high performance as we go? What's some key steps that you've taken as a manager to really make sure that we're sustaining, that we're growing, that we're providing what we should for our clients? Definitely. The very first thing is just every day when we come in, it's ensuring that we're driving like the most high quality experience for the client. And expectations from the client are that they they hear from us on a continuous basis, and that they they feel like their you know their requests, their tasks, things like that are being heard, and that they're being taken care of in a timely manner. And so, one of the biggest things that we really pride ourselves on is just effective communication. At the end of the day, we've we've built software that can do great things that technology should be allowed to do, but the human interaction piece is something that not everybody can offer who just offers a technology piece. So ensuring that the client understands that we have a human here who is an expert at Amazon advertising, that they understand external factors that are going on in the marketplace. We're relaying these types of information to you consistently throughout the week or you know however long it needs to based on the client's objectives and just really knowing that we have a really good grasp what's going on in your account here are the trends here's what we understand is going on and and just conveying that message to them is really great sure and how about for you as a manager in relation to the account execs as a whole so you have multiple account execs who are reporting to you so just purely as a manager internally like what's some key things that you've done to make sure that we're sustaining the culture there yeah. And I think what it really just comes down to is making sure that, you know, I'm on the same, I'm on the same page with what's going on with each individual. And we all have personal lives and that, that mix over into our work life type balance. Right. And so just ensuring that, you know, I understand and have a really good grasp on what's going on in, in people's day to day. And so if what that means is, you know, going from biweekly calls to walkabouts with each other. Just, we live in a beautiful city here in Duluth. So just being able to take a walk in downtown for an hour and walk on the boardwalk of Lake Superior. And even if we don't need to talk about work and just kind of get into the, the, the personal life of things of like, how are people doing? Because that can really affect their day to day and you know, how their attitude is when they're at job at the workplace. So again, that goes back to our culture and not always needing to, you know, 
be so in the grind and everything like that, but also realize that these are people, these are humans that we're working with, you know, they have feelings and just, you know, being able to be related, relatable to those. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and for our culture too, like we, we try to have a little fun on the side, you know, so things there's, there's some, I, I would, wouldn't say weird things, but some unique things that we do here too, just to try to make sure that we're maintaining the culture. So like so, some items that we do is like each month, we'll draw for new desks or new seats where we're going to sit. So we've got a bunch of desks set up throughout the office. And the reason that we do that is what I was finding when we had our previous setup in our last office is that I was getting really close with the people I was sitting around, but not as close with those people that I wasn't sitting next to. When we were a really small team, you were sitting next to everybody. So it didn't really matter. Um, but now we draw desks each month just because now when you're located next to different people, it just gives you more opportunity to kind of collaborate and get to know them. So that's one piece that we've been doing just to try to build out the team. Another one that we've been doing that's been a lot of fun is we've been taking half of our team meetings and just having people kind of go through like their life and their upbringing and everything else like that before ad advance. And it sounds a little bit touchy feely, but really what we're doing is just by getting to know your team a lot better you can build that trust and that trust is really core to being able to build the transparent communication as we go. If I know Eric really well, I trust you. If you give me feedback, like it's going to feel a lot different than if we're not as comfortable with each other. And so really trying to build out an understanding of who everybody is, what are your key strengths? What are your key weaknesses? What really motivates you? Like we're going through this as a team with each of our team members and just building out that core level of trust, it's kind of the basis, like, you know, getting up there, you feel a little bit vulnerable mm-hmm. as you're going through your previous yeah. life, like, you know, and, but it helps to establish that trust. It all comes back to the trust, which helps establish the transparent communication. And this Absolutely. is what we're constantly trying to do with our clients too. I guess any, any other key pieces to add that, that you feel are unique? No, I would just agree with you, Joe, you know, just hearing people t- open up and take that personal approach and share those types of life events and feelings with the rest of the team. They wouldn't do that if they didn't feel like they could trust everybody in that room. And it just adds one more layer of trust of being able to share those types of experience with everybody. So that's a really exciting piece. You know, it doesn't hurt as well too, that, you know, we just have a really open culture as well that, you know, like other places when it gets to be a bit too much corporate or anything like that, like we try to avoid a lot of those aspects where we can walk into the, the, you know, the kitchen and have a beverage on the Friday afternoon, you know, have an adult beverage. That's, that's an awesome piece as well. And being able to share that with the rest of the team where we have activities in the office, you know, we take a Thursday afternoon to, as the team is growing, we needed more chairs in our conference room. You know, we take a, we put an hour on everybody's schedule to build chairs and everybody had a great time. So, and, and the, the core reason we did that is because I didn't want to build them all myself. So yeah. we had a team, a chair building competition, which actually turned out to be quite a bit of fun. It was a blast. Still checking on a few chairs to make sure that they are suitable. Yeah. Yeah. I had to tighten a couple of screws uh, yeah, when you factor in the, the time aspect. Right. Yeah. So what, what's a key thing that as you've transitioned just from the core account exec role to now managing a big team, what's any key learnings or something that surprised you as you've transitioned into this new role? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I feel that 
the the biggest thing that keeps me excited every day coming to work is ensuring that other people continue to enjoy their job and do a great job every day. Um, I, I've heard too many times that people just continue to get burnt out at a workplace. And a lot of those things can be avoided if you're addressing issues and things that come up early on enough. And so just being approachable and being a person that, you know, the account executive team feels comfortable coming to about things that are bothering them. What's really awesome is that if something's happening, that's either a taking up too much time in their day. And it's a task that we can simplify and make easier for somebody. We're probably going to have an answer for it in a couple of days on how we can make that much easier for somebody. And when you have a management staff and people that look over you like that and can help, you know, so quickly and be an answer is just a much different experience than I feel like people have have come to realize in other workplaces. So just been very, very thankful for that. Sure. Sure. Well, Eric, it's been awesome having you on the show. And for all those people listening, really, you know, this is our culture. It's not going to be a good fit for everybody, but we just wanted to talk through kind of some of the key things that have worked for us as we've grown. Personally, we're really proud of the team that we've built and it's just a fun group of people to work with. And so figured it would be helpful to just share that with other people who are, you know, are looking at building out their team and trying to figure out what, what's the key things to consider. So, um, Eric, thank you for joining the podcast. It was awesome having you on. Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. Yeah. And for all those listening, thanks again for listening and join us on the next episode of the ad project podcast. Thanks.